Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's time for Baldry's Beat with Keith Baldry, Global BC Legislative Bureau Chief. Good morning, Keith. Morning, Smitty. So let's talk about the Trudeau announcement this morning Mm -hmm. on the border continuing to be shut down. So Trudeau announced this morning that the in agreement with the Americans, the, abor- the border remains closed to non-essential travel. Here is Trudeau uh, making the announcement. I can now confirm that Canada and the United States have once again agreed to extend by 30 days until July 21st, the current measures in place along our border. This is an important decision that will keep people in both of our countries safe. Okay. He sounds very pleased about that. Well, kind of a no-brainer uh, from from both sides' perspective. You still got high COVID nineteen cases in in Quebec and Ontario, but we've also got unbelievable spikes in cases in the United States right now. Uh, COVID nineteen is is rampaging through the U.S. Washington State every day. My email gets uh, my inbox gets an email from the Seattle Times, uh, which updates me on the Washington State numbers. Yesterday. 324 new cases. Like every day there's like 320 cases. Yeah, and and they've been been spiking upwards. Now, they do more testing, as I pointed out before, than than BC does, but they're also uh, higher hospitalization rates and much higher death rates. in And that's just Washington State. That's one border state. So Michigan, New York, uh, everyone's still experiencing high high numbers. And so, again, I, I'd be very surprised if the border opens up um, before late fall. <coughs> if, if, if even, even then, it, <coughs> it's conceivable it could go for quite a long time. And, and it's interesting how many people I've, I've <laughs> corresponding with who email me or, or tweet me about how angst-ridden they are about the border opening, and including with Alberta. I mean, the Alberta border is not shut, but people are worried about Albertans well, coming what, in. What, is the Albertan, what are the Alberta numbers like? Alberta numbers are spiking upwards as well. Really? Uh, wow. They've got uh, 360 active cases, I think, of COVID-19. We've got 182. But it's interesting, Edmonton is suddenly, uh, which was sort of a COVID-free uh, place for a while, has gone from... I think something like 49 active cases to 149 active cases in uh, in three weeks. So COVID's on the rise in Alberta, not to an alarming degree, but I think people, I wouldn't say attach the word hysteria to the border, but people get really upset when you talk about the border. They're, they're worried about U.S. license plates, you know, seeing them in, in British Columbia when they don't necessarily know the backstory of how those license plates got Okay, there. well, we're going to be talking about that later on the show. Mm-hmm. Are American tourists actually sneaking across the border to do a vacation here? And we've heard the famous story whether... has it been to Alaska. Yeah, has this been confirmed or is this an apocryphal type story? Like, this is the people I, who show up at the border and they say, we're going to Alaska to visit Uncle Jim or whatever, and they I say they wave them into the country and I, then they go camping. I, I think it's become a bit of an urban legend that this one uh, family from Texas that got in and, and <laughs> arguing that we're gone on the way to Alaska and now they're camping in Banff. How many people have attached themselves to that one particular story as if that's happening everywhere? I've not seen any evidence. Trudeau that this said is they're looking into it. 
I think they're going to be look, talking to uh, Canada Border, Sur <coughs> Border Services to um, potentially tighten exactly um, the rules of, of coming in. I mean, this dodge about I'm just trying to get to Alaska uh, strikes many people as ringing a little hollow. But I don't think you're seeing thousands of people. No, but you know what? If I was in the United States and I saw the COVID numbers there and I compare it yeah. to what's going on in British Columbia, why wouldn't I want to go camping in, in Banff or, Brit or B.C.? You know, yeah, but again, does, is it happening with thousands of people, or are we talking scores yeah. of people? And I think that's the big difference. I saw a license plate in Victoria uh, a couple of days ago on the weekend, Texas license plate, mm -hmm. and it just, I just, I thought, boy, that's strange. I wonder, I wonder what they're doing here. Do you think that, um, like you mentioned, that people should not jump to conclusions? Like, I don't know, are there any reports of people like confronting people who have got an American license plate and say, what are you doing here? Yeah, n not yet, but I think we may be getting to that point. It was interesting. We put those questions to Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix yesterday about about this, and Bonnie Henry's view is, look, you don't know the backstory here. You don't know why they're here. Don't jump to conclusions. That's been her her, her um, view from day one. You know, don't jump to conclusions of why someone's on a BC ferry. I mean, or, or why they're going to Seashell. They may be going there because of urgent family reasons or, or essential travel. And that may be the They case. may have been here be before the pandemic, I, possibly. I point out to people, in my neighborhood in Victoria, there are two Washington State plate cars that have been there since before the pandemic. Wow. Uh, okay. They're not, uh, I don't know who they are, but they've been parked uh, on the streets. Uh, but they're not recent arrivals. So again, it hasn't to draw conclusions about why someone is, is where they are, uh, but it's certainly open to investigation or questioning by Canada Border Services. But I will be speaking to Nathan Cullen later on the show. He's the former NDP MP up in Skeena, and he has been tweeting about this saying that they there's a lot of people who want stricter border measures because they see these license plates in northern mm -hmm. British Columbia, and they're wondering what's going on. So there are there are legit concerns about. Oh sure, there. sure. Uh, I I think Canada Border Services uh, should probably answer some questions here. Uh, exactly, what are they asking people at, at the border? You're not supposed to be able to cross unless you're an essential service worker, and that's a pretty broad designation. You know, we're not talking healthcare workers here. It's commercial uh, truckers and other people who can who can establish their bona fides as an essential service. But the argument of being able to, to i got to come into B.C. because i got to get to Alaska, strikes me as a rather novel. What about the exception for immediate family members that was mentioned? Yeah, that's uh, that that was a, a recent uh, modification of the rule, but uh, the numbers I've seen on that is pretty small. I think the highest number I've seen in terms of estimate number of people affected by it is 1,500 across the entire country, which is not a big number. Uh, you've also got the situation at Peace Portal. There's got to be more people than 1,500 people who got immediate family members in the States. Oh, we're talking, in terms of immediate family, we're talking spouse or, um, or children. Uh, 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 children. I, I'm yeah. not sure that okay. many people would well, be beyond right. that 1,500. Okay. Um, Trudeau has announced an extension to the CERB. Okay, so a lot of people... As we predicted yesterday. Yeah, okay, not a big... Uh, <laughs> you weren't exactly being the amazing Kreskin there, no. making, making that prediction. <laughs> but although some people have said that the CERB is, has unintended consequences that are bad for the economy too, like if people don't want to go back to work. Yep. Yeah, um, no, so we've talked to some um, uh, small business owners, you know, cafes and such, uh, who say who, whose employees are part-time 
staff by and large. I mean, that's that's how small businesses operate. You don't employ someone 40 hours a week. And they're not hiring. They can't get their staff back because they're getting more from the CERB than they would be uh, on the job site. Okay. That's, a, that's an interesting. You know, I'm not surprised CERB's extended. I'd be interested if, after the next uh, eight weeks when we look at it again, whether it's extended at a smaller amount. Let's listen to Trudeau here announcing the extension of the CERB. Today, I am announcing that we will be extending eligibility for the CERB by eight weeks. So if you've been getting the CERB and you still can't work because you're unable to find a job or it's just not possible, you will keep getting that $2,000 a month. Over the next few weeks, our government will look at international best practices and monitor the, monitor the economy and the progression of the virus to see what changes, if any, need to be made to the program so that more people are properly supported. Billions of dollars. Yeah, billions. you know, the, the billions of dollars aspect of this is mind-boggling, but I think people are more fixated on the CERB than they are on the on the debt that this uh, uh, th- this incurs. You know, CERB, which wasn't even a word before yeah. the pandemic, is now arguably one of the most populous, popular things in Canada. I mean, we're talking millions of people. Yeah, like 8 million or more. Benefiting from yeah. this. I mean, we basically have a guaranteed annual income, even though we're not quite at the annual part yet, but we have a guaranteed income program which was unheard of. Well, it was debated for years, for decades, and was never seemed to be getting off the ground, and now it's just part of life. Okay, the good news is that we continue to be pretty good in containing the virus and flattening the curve here in British Columbia, right? And let's talk about the BC Restart Plan for getting the economy opened again. So we're right now we're still in Phase 2. Phase 3, that's the one where the government would say it's okay to travel within British Columbia, non-essential travel, so go on vacation in BC. Lots of people are booking mm-hmm. vacations, by the way, in British within British Columbia. Oh, I had a call I had a colleague yesterday telling me she and her husband are trying to book uh, places in the Okanagan, Osoyoos and such, and everything's completely booked up. up. Wow. Um, So it's it's encouraging that British Columbians appear to be about to uh, travel quite a bit and do staycations within British Columbia. Interestingly, yesterday... But we're still in phase two. We're still in phase two. When is phase three? I asked Bonnie Henry that yesterday. Can you put a date on this? And and it's interesting. Phase two, there was a date for phase two. It was May 19th. May 19th was phase two reopening. Uh, Dr. Henry is reluctant to put a date on phase three. It's going to be a slow emergence. It's, uh, it's a, um, uh, it's not a flick of a switch. It's a dimmer switch is how she puts it. Um, so <laughs> she does have a turn of phrase. Sometimes. She does. And it's, uh, so it's going to be open. So if you go on the government website and look at what is phase three, phase three is, uh, more provincial parks and campgrounds open, uh, hotels and resorts open. Um, travel is uh, non-essential travel non-essential within travel the province. Within the province, uh, the film industry, domestic film production, right. is supposed to open up. Uh, why they pick that particular sector more than any other is not clear. Movie theaters. There's a lot uh, of jobs there, I guess. Yeah, uh, some entertainment such as movie theaters and symphonies are supposed to reopen, but that's not till July. Uh, but there's no firm date on this. It was supposed it, to be mid-June. Well, if you if you look at the which is now, she wants two incubation periods to pass between the reopening of May 19th and Phase 3. So that would put, uh, that's 28 days. That means the 29th day, by my reckoning, would be Wednesday, this Wednesday, like right. tomorrow. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting today at today's briefing whether she says tomorrow's a go. I have a feeling she's going to say no, this is a mm. slow reopening. A lot of people are anticipating that, that he'll, she'll announce this week that we're in Phase 3. Yeah, uh, that's, but yesterday she had a chance to do that. Uh, took uh, both myself and Binder Sage and it's CTV put questions to her on that front, and uh, she wouldn't name a date. Oh, lots of calls right to them. Jim in Cloverdale, hi. 
Hey guys, thank you for calling, or let me take the chance to call you. Listen, sure. the serve thing, you, you guys are forgetting that it's undersubscribed and it's helping small mom and pop owners who have businesses that can't access the loan program because they don't have huge payrolls. And there's tens of thousands of people that have no way to pay rent if they're in an office or if they're at home and they got expenses. I mean, let's not forget those that are forgotten and let's remember the serve has not been fully subscribed. So, it's not like the government's at the budget or over its budget already. So please support us, people out there. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, you know, I'm, oh, not, I, I, I'm not saying cut off the CERB. No, quite the opposite. I've been saying we need something like CERB from day one. I mean, this when you've got millions of people suddenly plunged into unemployment, uh, the government has to find a way to allow these people to keep their heads uh, above water. And that, that's what the CERB is doing. So I'm not surprised at all the CERB's ex- extended. And I'd be, uh, I think I'd be critical if it wasn't extended. I think no. I don't one think there's to... anyone, not even the conservatives who were, you know, real hawks on budget deficits and stuff. Uh, not even they are calling for the CERB to be canceled. I mean, they were saying like rain in fraud and, uh, sure. you know, we should crack down on, on fraud, but they, they, nobody's, I don't think there's any major nobody's, politician that said cancel it. Nobody's calling on the Trudeau government to cancel CERB. Quite the opposite. Ingo in Porco Quitlam. Hi. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm good. In a, in a prior life, I uh, I spent 27 years active duty in the U.S. Army, um, and and I currently have a son stationed up there in the Air Force, also in the U.S. Air Force. Um, this time we have four large bases in, in in Alaska, two Army and two Air Force, and during the summer months and the spring months, uh, you know, in excess of uh, 10,000 active duty service members and their families, plus DOD civilians, uh, are, are transferred to Alaska and, and to other bases from Alaska. And uh, in, in, in the bulk of those people will drive their personal vehicles and have to go through Canada. My, my son is one of those. He's moving to South Dakota uh, in the next couple of weeks, and they actually have orders with authorization approved by, uh, um, by the Canadian border people that they can drive through Canada uh, to accomplish that move. So I don't okay. know how many people this might be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some of these people are being seen or caught up in this whole mess. But uh, I think uh, I figure I could shed a little bit of light perhaps on, on why you might see a lot of American plated vehicles over here. Okay. Thank you for a really good call. Uh, that's, and that's, uh, that's a great example uh, yeah. of uh, what Canadian Border Services de- deemed to be permissible travel. Well, that's fine. I mean, if you've got like a legit reason like that and you present proof of that, you show your or your military orders, that's fine, but I I guess the the speculation is are, are there other people who are misrepresenting at the border oh, where they're, they're going I mean, or what they're doing? There are consequences. I mean, anybody's crossed a border, um you don't lie to a border agent. Oh, you, yeah. you take your chances yeah. big time. If you yeah. if you mislead a border agent, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Sure. And uh, I just, I, again, that alone tells me not a lot of people are going to be risking that by lying to border agents about their reasons for trying to cross the border. As the caller says, I mean, if you, I, I have no reason to doubt his numbers, but 10,000 people is a lot of people. Uh, if that's how many people are in Alaska who need to, need yeah, to travel. Yeah, that is a lot. But uh, again... Uh, I, I'm with Dr. Bunny Henry on this. Don't jump to conclusions when you see a foreign license plate, whether it's out of province or out of country. I they believe they be got a, for legitimate reasons. They got lots of COVID in Alaska, I believe. Yep. No, America, you know, it's a different world when it comes to restrictions and, and public health measures and trying to contain COVID. Let's go to David on the open line in White Rock. Hi, David. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Just to shed a little bit of light, a couple of friends and I went up to uh, Cypress Provincial Park on Sunday for a hike. 
and uh, the relations plates up there from Washington State, Idaho, Utah, and Texas. Wow. If if they're going to Alaska, they seem to be lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, maybe they're in the military, and they're heading up to the military yeah. base. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, again, this is all anecdotal. Um, yeah. We don't know what the backstories are in some of these cases, but I think now that Trudeau has signaled that he wants to look into some of this, the Canada Border Services are probably going to tighten things up. Keith, thanks for coming in. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, that's Keith Baldry, and that is Baldry's Beat.